Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yola, motherfucker, I'll burn this whole fucking place to the ground. Yola. <laughs> you imagine, like, that'd be like a battle cry. <laughs> Yola. You know what I realized, too? And as much as I make fun of Yolo and stuff, and or as much as we make fun of Yolo, Yolo is just current generation's carpe diem. <laughs> to be honest, if you really think about it, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's kind of grown on me, not that I use it in normal conversation. Because I don't. But because the problem is, is YOLO as a term is fine, but it's attached to a really weird um, subgenre of humanity that I don't want to be associated with. Sub subgenre of humanity. I keep it real when I keep it real. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean um, yeah, I think because of the fact that like you only live once has always been th- attached to. It's always been attached to the idea of. You know what? I'm going to do something out of character. I'm going to do something, some risk taking. I'm going to do something that, you know, you know, I'm going to create a robotic sex robot. Fucking, you only live once, right? Yo, fucking low. Yeah. But now you got (laughs) these kids that are like, you know what? I'm going to take crack. I'm going to make it with some speed. And then I'm going to mix it with a Rolo. YOLO, motherfucker. Yo, no! It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> I usually am not, but yeah. you know. And you know who I blame for this whole YOLO thing? Mm. Justin Bieber. Well, they say that Drake said it first, I guess. That's what people tell me. But I don't like Justin Bieber, so Yeah, well that makes sense too. Yeah. What you what you want, what you what you want. Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast uh, here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I am Stephen Vargas coming to you from Los Angeles and coming to you from the Forbidden Zone in Phoenix, Arizona. Adam, a motherfucking Riley. The Phantom Zone. <laughs> it was 108 degrees today, dude. It was it was hot. Jeez. I was walking my kids but to but school. You're used to hotter, right? I used to shit. <laughs> If if it's over ninety degrees, I don't want to go outside. Yeah, I hear. See, you. that's why everyone thinks, "Oh, you live in Arizona, home. So you good with it? You guys? No, I live in 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 a home with central air. <laughs> I'm and not when I, in right. the park. Yeah, and when I leave that home, I very quickly go to a place <laughs> with central air. All right. If I'm outside for more than twenty minutes. I'm looking for a gun to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> Yolo. It's so fucking Yolo. Because it's so fucking hot. Just yeah. saying. You know? <laughs> well, it's like one of the guys at work goes, Oh, so what are you going to do today? And I go, Oh, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and he laughs. He goes, Well, oh, I didn't think you were like going to the park. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go to the park. 
sleep. Just, <laughs> just, just live that. I'm just, just going to live that life. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the party and just like, I might not even show up to work tomorrow. I, I thought about, just, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. YOLO. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's been funny too because like, uh, you know, like the first, I don't know about over there, but over here it was like, what, 80s for like the first week or week and a half of August. And like everybody's like going, ooh, it's it's nice out, it's cool, and I'm like, oh, I have a funny feeling it's gonna just f- turn us over and fuck us in the ass, you know? And it, it does. It does. August really sucks out here, and over there we're here. At, it's, no, you know what though? It I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. It's worse in LA sometimes. Not every day. See the thing about Arizona, it's steady fucking hot. Like every single day, it's 108 or 110 or hotter. Yeah, you know, through August, like August is the worst month. Lucifer it, looking for a cool place in the park. <laughs> exactly, and it's hot at night. It's hot in the morning. It's hot all the time. Now in LA, it's cooler at night, so that's dope. You get a little break in the early, early morning if you're up that early, which I'm not. But yeah. sometimes when I was working, it <laughs> I was hear nice. people are. <laughs> yeah, I hear I hear some people wake <laughs> up that early. Um, but then during the middle of the day, it's so fucking humid in LA. Yeah. Dude. Like you're like fuck. Why? <laughs> it's been that way today. Like today and yesterday, it was just got fucking humid, and I I hate that shit. I hate you. Need, you need to get that AC sorted out. What you need to do. Yeah. You, I'm just saying. You know what I need to? Do? I need to move to fucking Alaska. <laughs> Straight up. You know what? I would love to live in Alaska. I mean, it's just not that. Just the fact that it's it's cold, but it's cool. Like fucking seventy degrees is summer. It's beautiful. But then isn't Sarah Palin the boss up there? No. No, she used to be, but she's she's not the boss anymore up there. Who's the boss up there now? I don't know. Fucking Dudley Do-Right? Probably. They, they obviously don't know how to pick them. Yeah, but come on. look Just look at it, though. I mean, who's going to fucking bother you? Yeah. Alaska will be my summer home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll ride a fucking polar bear to work. <laughs> And I don't care if that makes sense or not. <laughs> Fucking war paint on and shit. <laughs> I found the one Best Buy in Alaska. I'll be out. I'll be outside in the fucking snow like I'm a dwarf in World of Warcraft and shit. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> oh man, that's how I do it. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. it's yellow. Yep. So I'm a fucking dumbass, and I just figured Are out. Why? You know, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So I just figured out how to import my comics into Kindle Fire. Now, in my defense, which is very weak, but I've been looking for a while on how to do it. But every everything says, "Oh, well, you need to have this file," but it never told me how to get it over there. Like, you know, what to do. And then somehow, you know, Google. You know, the French term for Google uh, decided that it wanted to show me that I needed this converter. And uh, and I did and then had to access my which I totally forgot I had a fucking Kindle email Mm. and uh, loads up that way. So I was like, oh, and it's freeware. So that was always nice. Um, And in case you don't know how to do it, uh, Calibre. C A L I B R E freeware turns into pretty converts anything pretty much in any kind of readable file. Um and uh fucking looks slick on there though. Looks really Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So did that, just make sure you're hooked to your wireless because it's gonna be a bit. And then you just send it from your computer through your and it accesses your email. Like I just access through my Gmail. It sends it right over there and automatic if you have it connected to your Wi-Fi, boom, we'll load up, and you'll have comics-free bitches. Motherfucker. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been putting on my, uh, like, the Trinity War shit, the new Infinity. Um, I wonder if I can get my comics on my Nook, because I just have a Nook reader. Like, I don't have the... Uh, I wonder if I can convert it to, like, a fucking EPUB. I mean, it'd be black and white, but still. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Might be able to. I don't care if it's black and white. That just makes it moody. Yeah. It makes it noir. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of noir, dude. So 
I told you earlier today about, you know, fucking Grant Morrison's take on the, like, the pinnacle Batman book, aside from, like, The Dark Knight Returns, you know, uh, The Killing Joke, which we actually talked about on our comic podcast, In the Ink, as one of our top five all-time favorite uh, graphics. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that may not have heard, because it, it was weird, because there's like some sites picked it up and others didn't, but it was basically from an interview Grant Morrison gave to Kevin Smith about his interpretation of the Killing Joke. And at the end, and we mentioned this too, is where the Joker makes this really ridiculous joke to Batman. Keep in mind that in this cult comic, it's an origin on how he had a really bad day, which caused him to snap, uh, paralyzed Barbara Gordon, and basically tortured Commissioner Gordon, expecting him to do the same thing that the Joker did. And uh, at the end, he makes this really retarded joke to Batman. And he laughs, and you see Batman start to kind of laugh. And the closing panels of it has the laughter going in the rain. And then at, like, two panels, it, like, stops. And the rain just keeps coming down. Um, apparently, in Morrison's take, he believed that Batman snapped the Joker's neck. And when Adam and I looked, like when I looked at, it, I was like, "Oh, that it, it forced me to really relook at the bat at the at the bottom at the um, last page on it." And uh, I don't know, it, like you said, it kind of made sense. I think it kind of made sense, but the, the way I see it, and if you if you look at the last panel, the whole mood of the book, I think it's it's open to interpretation because because you even brought up the point that the whole basis of the book is can the Joker make him snap? Can he make him cross that line? Right. You know, and and I think that they with what Morrison said, it kind of made me realize like I think I think they really left it open for you to go, damn, did he? You know, like right. you really, I personally think he didn't. I, I think that Morrison's incorrect. Um, I, I think that it's, it's, <laughs> man, I don't give a fuck. YOLO. I mean, I don't give a fuck. No, I mean, it, I, I think that um, I just think the over it, it would go. It would be like Superman murdering someone. It just wouldn't make any sense. Right. Like murdering someone in cold blood. If Superman were to do that, like he'd be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but I think Batman is like the whole. Batman versus Joker thing rests upon the fact that Batman will not kill the Joker and the Joker will not kill Batman. He says he will, but he won't. Yeah, he won't. So if if one of them breaks that, the enti- it all unravels. It just won't make any sense anymore. Right. You know, and they've done it in a few books, but standalone books. Yeah. You know, and then they even brought up in the article I was reading, it's like, oh, well, if he did kill the Joker, the Joker obviously went on to be in the DC universe. So that means they would have ignored that canon, but um Barbara Gordon was still in a wheelchair. Right, yeah. So then that, that kind of leans that kind of leans on okay, then the killing joke was in canon. If it was in canon, then the Joker was not killed. Right. Beast phone. You're welcome. <laughs> but no, I, I in 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 your it, to kind of expand on what you said. I, I I agree with that because Batman's whole philosophy is to never to never kill it's to never be kind of the vigilante uh and and if there is someone that could possibly push him over it could be the joker but that whole dynamic of the two of them is to never lose control and become you know become like them and right to me to me it just doesn't make sense right like it wouldn't happen that's what i'm on right now yeah and and i would agree with that i i think that that um that whole idea but it does make you kind of look at it and just kind of like huh that would be kind of that's an interesting take it it would make sense but at the same time it's like yeah because i thought about that too i go well if he killed the joker then you know how is it that barbara is the oracle now and joker still comes around so yeah yeah and they not only that she's the oracle she they reference the killing joke in normal canon right Barbara Gordon's dealing with that basically post-traumatic stress syndrome, mm. and and um, they they mentioned numerous times uh, Commissioner Gordon. It just hates him even more now, right? You know, so that proves that what happened in the Killing Joke happened in normal canon. 
which means that the Joker was not murdered at the end yeah. of the Killing Joke. But what now it, at the time of writing it, it may it be the intention. Know. It may have been the intention. You maybe know, they left the, it open uh, to see what they wanted to do. Yeah, maybe yeah. goes like his intention was. Yeah, I'd like Batman to kill the Joker, maybe take the Joker out for it. But then the powers that be at DC may have just like, well, let's not make it so direct. Let's see. Yeah. Let's leave it open. Kind of like they do in a movie. Like, let's leave it open for a sequel if we if we choose to do one. Right. Like that kind of attitude. But, yeah, that's why I don't think. Like, I thought about it. I was like, nah, it didn't happen. Nah. No. No, Morrison. <laughs> Fucking, what weed are you smoking? <laughs> no, he made it, He made a good point. But. No. Yeah, but it does It does make you kind of think, like, hmm, you know, would Batman have done it? It would. It, yeah. I, I think it would definitely open up to a good debate. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So... I'm finally catching up on some comics, and you're you're behind on some comics. Yeah, we'll we'll combine these two. Yeah. Um, I so like now that I got my Kindle and everything going, I've been catching up on uh, the Trinity War, which so far has been pretty good. I've been digging it. Um, I like how they've I like how it's everything now. Like they've fractured the Justice League into. You know, uh, Justice League of America, and then now they're getting Wonder Woman's bringing in Justice League Dark to right. figure out what made Superman go completely fuck nuts crazy. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of digging it. My next read is to start Infinity One because that's Marvel's big thing right now with Hickman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm starting on that. You're you're what? How far are you behind? I'm fucking like four weeks behind. I, you know, and, and we were talking about this too. Like I love comic books, but there's sometimes where I'm just, I'm more in a video game mood or I'm more in a movie mood. Like I'm just not, I just don't feel like reading yeah. basically, you know, but, um, but so that kind of happened. But put yourself in front of the computer with, wow, it's a whole nother game, man. Hey man, I can read a comic while I play well. I'll do some dailies, you know, while I keep it real. Keep it fucking real. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely have quite a bit of comic books stacked up. Oh, that reminds me, and I forgot to mention this. My my uncle, who works for uh, New England Comics, he sent me a a Comic Con San Diego Comic Con 2013 souvenir book because he knew I couldn't make it this year, so he he hooked me up with the little souvenir book that they send out. And there's a sticky note in here, and I open it, and there's a whole thing on the tick, which is a, a book that uh, a comic line that New England Comics puts out, and my uncle's name is right there. I was what? like, what? I was like, celebrity status. Seriously, dude. I was like, that's cool, dude, because he he does a little uh, assistant assistant editing for the books now and stuff. So oh, I nice. thought that was kind of dope. And having the the Comic Con souvenir book was cool. I was like, oh. I keep forgetting that he says I can I can probably get you tickets and I never ask him. I think I would I try to ask him next year. Yeah, there you see go. See if I can see if I can score like two tickets or something. That'd be cool. See what's up. Roll. I'll bring some. I'll bring somebody. I don't know who. <laughs> Roll in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll in there and go. Beast mode. I'm in here for free. How much your ticket got? Mine was free, motherfucker. Excuse me, Mr. Oh. Riley. We need to we need to see you outside. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Suck this dick! <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so, speaking of playing World of Warcraft, my entire household plays World of Warcraft now. So, my wife is leveling a Pandaren. So, she's like, I want a Pandaren, they're so cute. I'm like, okay. So... <laughs> Um, and I hadn't really checked him out yet, so I, I started a character with her. So there's a character I have that I only play when I'm playing with her, so we're at the same level. My do- my oldest daughter's checking it out now that she has a computer. And then my younger kids, they just have like a free account that they they goof off on. Make characters and delete characters and get to level 2 and think they won the game. You know, stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, like, we're all playing it. Like, my, you'll go downstairs and you see my wife, I bought her the... Uh, Mist of Pandaria, Brad, Braddy Games friggin' strategy book, the huge book. Oh, right. Because the beginning of it is just a 
how to play World of Warcraft, like all the different things of it and stuff. And it was funny because I was buying it at work, and they're like, I know you need that guide, huh? And I'm like, shut the... <laughs> I'll write this guy. You don't need a trip. You know, but I, do, I did thumb through it, though. I like how it has the maps in it and stuff. It's something to read while you're on the can or something. But uh, my, it's helping my wife out a lot because she's like, what's a tank? And I'm like, oh, God. Uh, you need to – I can't even roll with you if you, you don't know the basics. I, I can't even be seen with you. Honey, 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 now is the time to stop talking. Now's the time to go, go back in that kitchen. Just turn WoW off and leave it to the big dog. I always tell her I'm pro. She'll come in and I'll go, you come to watch pro play? And she's like, you mean myself? And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. If you're a pro, then that game's going to die tomorrow. <laughs> Just to be a dick. Yeah, all of a sudden you hear Blizzard. Bl- Blizzard's folding up WoW. <laughs> oh, you bitch, I knew you'd kill it. <laughs> you killed everything. I hate you. <laughs> and then that's, that's really all I had to say about that. I just thought it was cool that my whole house plays WoW. That is cool, because um, right? you guys all – that gives you all something to talk about, all something to kind of be into. And and people don't, will get off my back if I'm playing WoW. <laughs> now I'm, I'm I'm up here as my day off today, so it was like noon. I'm like, man, I'm like two quests away from next level. I think I'm gonna pop on real quick and stun. So my wife comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Leveling." And she goes, "Oh, cool," and walks away. No fucking. <laughs> we need to do this and this. We nope. It's important to her now. <laughs> she gets it. She's like, kids are all screaming. Oh, okay, I'll I'll get on too. No, it ain't like that. <laughs> See, the the good thing is neither of us, even me, like I'll play a lot, but I only play like when the kids are all asleep. And mm-hmm. you know, I will like I won't like it, but if like a kid wakes up in the middle of the night screaming, I'm not gonna like oh pff, I'm pff, I'm I'm in a dungeon. Like you need to see what's up. Like I'll I'll leave the dungeon. Here, I'm gonna you know. try to throw a bottle from one room to the next. You know, here here take this. Ah oh, shit. Uh, I get in a second. I get in a second. Right. Stop screaming! You're gonna pull all the ads. Oh wait, not <laughs> shit. Honey, is um, there something burning in the uh, in the kitchen? Shut up! I'm leveling. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I want to talk to Samson. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on from that, um, I have I get my upgrade for my cell phone. Uh, in January, January twelfth. Mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> January twelfth, because I'm just t- I'm done with this Windows Phone shit. I jumped on a bandwagon, <laughs> thought it'd be dope, and I just can't do it anymore. So I want to go back to Google, um, because that's the only direction to go. Believe yes. me, <laughs> believe it. All right. Yeah, BlackBerry. That's cute. Um, and uh, the new BlackBerry phone's dope, but BlackBerry's dead. Doesn't yeah. mean the same. You're just hopping on something that's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> you just like, oh, I got a free ticket to the Titanic. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then there's iOS. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I don't fuck with that. All right, <laughs> I got better things to do with my life. Right. Fucking around with an iPhone, dude. I see people with their iPhones, and I'm not talking about the iPhone five, but like the iPhone 4s and below. Mm-hmm. And they look so fucking tiny. Yeah. Like, how do you even use that thing? What is it, like, 2003 with your fucking Buster phone right there? Well, it's like, yeah, John has the iPhone 4S. And, like, when I, you know, and I have the uh, S3. And I, like, pick up his phone. I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is, like, this thing is, like, small. Like, don't get me wrong. Very responsive screen. You know, everything works on it just fine. Right. It's so small. Like, I was using my friends. I was trying to look something up. My thumb started to hurt. <laughs> I was like, damn, what the fuck? And then I noticed that everyone with their iPhones, they sit there with holding it in one hand, and then they use their finger on the other hand. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like two hands, really? <laughs> I can't I can't go below a 4.3. Like, 4.3 inch, I think, is that sweet spot. Yeah. If you go over that, it gets kind of crazy, because you're like, shit, I got to... I gotta buy a, th- a thick ass case because I'm gonna drop this motherfucker all the time. Yeah, and at the same time too, you can't do like a one hander on on the bigger like you know. Yeah. Where it's like close. You got like meat hooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want, and I've been looking at phones. You know how I do it. You know, right. I'm just research. I got like four screens open with four different phones, just whatever. And I, I really, I'm really digging the Nexus Four. 
Like, I'm really digging it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm digging how 350 and I can get that phone unlocked. And I can go wherever the fuck I want. Nice. You know, because I'm actually getting my tax return next year. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, Nexus phones don't work on Verizon. Um, so, I'm like, all right, so what am I going to do? My wife wants a note. She wants that note, too. Oh, yeah. So, I haven't told her, but I think what I'm going to do is when I get my upgrade, I'm going to get that note, too. Mm-hmm. And then buy my Nexus, and I'm going to give her the note too, because I have that on a discount plan through work. Oh, there. It costs me like forty bucks a month. Hmm. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to get that. Give her the note too, because that that's the kind of husband I am. <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to buy the the Nexus four, or if they have a new one coming out or whatever. And then um, I'm going to get Straight Talk. So my sister has that prepaid Straight Talk. Mm-hmm. She's had it for like a year now. Perfect. Never has a problem. Texting all the time, internet all the time, everything. And you can choose if you want to be on the AT&T network or the T-Mobile network. So I'll just figure out which one's the best here, and I'll get on that network. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that should be easy. It won't be AT&T. Well, you'd be surprised. Arizona's weird. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, well, just want to share. Yeah, but keep in mind, this is still August, and mm-hmm. when we get to – we get to December. I already foresee this conversation. Okay, okay, dude, dude. Um, these four phones I'm looking at right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was at first I was looking at the Droid line because Droid is the closest you're going to get to the Nexus line on Verizon. But the new Droid line is whack, dude. It's getting such horrible reviews. Yeah. And then like anything that has a Razer name attached to it, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because every Razer phone has sucked incredibly large balls. <laughs> Even the old school flip phone. That one sucked too. Yeah, I had that because it was free. Yeah. Yeah. And that was too much. Yeah. yeah they I know. Should've gave, they should have gave you a credit. <laughs> I know. I was like, going, wait, I'm getting this for free and I still pay for the service? That's bullshit. It's like YOLO? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was Verizon's way of YOLO. <laughs> Did I just get YOLO right now? <laughs> Motherfucker, you yolo me. <laughs> but like I was looking at the plans and this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Um for straight talk. And what you do is you just get their SIM card. Yeah. And then pop the SIM. And then if I don't like straight card straight talk, I say fuck you, and then I go get someone else's prepaid and put that SIM card in the phone. That's what's cool about having an unlocked phone. Yeah. Um or if I ever wanted God forbid, I want to go <laughs> go to AT and T as a contract, I could do that too, but just just expressing the flexibility, not me doing that. Um, <laughs> the insanity so of you doing that, right? So it's forty five dollars a month. You get unlimited talk, text, and data. Um, it's four G, hmm. no limits. Well, you know they have their imaginary limit, probably at like set at fifty. Right. But my my phone that I have now, I only use like two gigs. Yeah, because I'm always on that Wi Fi. Steady on that Wi Fi. Oh, I know. Seriously. Yeah, I ain't stupid. Um, and then, of course, a $10 SIM card fee. But I think it's dope. It's dope, dope, dope rope. Dope, dope, dope rope. And T-Mobile is fast as shit in Phoenix. It is so fast. That's what I've heard. <laughs> That's what I've heard down there. It's, like, really fast. Average is 42 megabits per second. Jesus Christ. Yeah, while AT&T here usually averages around 20, 20, 25. And they're no, they're supposed to be one of the fastest networks around. Wow. Mathematically. Not, <laughs> not in real life. Yeah. But yeah. On paper, few, it looks that way. Yeah. I have a few friends that have T-Mobile here, and it's it's dope. See, T-Mobile in LA sucks. Oh, God, yeah. They sick. I don't know why, but I think it's because Arizona, it's so flat here. Like, everything, the, the entire landmass of Arizona, <laughs> like, all well, the Phoenix area, is flat. And then the, there's... The really tall buildings are just in Phoenix. And then everything else is maybe no more than three stories. Mm. You just got a clear shot to the tower, man. Just line of sight. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, how about – I think it's time we get to some news now, huh? Eh. Eh. (laughs) Uh, In uh, movie news – okay. I'm one of those guys that is a stickler for staying fairly true to the original works when it, when they are adapted into any form. Warner Animation tries their best to stay true, but it doesn't always come out um, in the execution. 
Needless to say, something that I never noticed when watching Justice League War preview is some is that someone was missing. Aquaman. The Aquaman Shrine noticed that they have removed Aquaman from the feature and are replacing him with, get ready, Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Now, they may have a valid reason for that, but in the New 52 comic universe, Aquaman is kind of a big deal. Not to mention he is a huge part of the original arc of the uh, Justice League story, which the movie is based on. During a Twitter war that followed, it seemed that Bleeding Cool managed to see some confirmation that Aquaman will be getting his own animated movie. But that's, does that justify his own departure from the original film? Aquaman has never gotten his due in the DC Universe for a long time, until Geoff Johns took it over two years ago with the reboot. Since then, Aquaman has been one of the most popular characters in the DC Universe, and to me, I can't find any valid reason why you would remove him from his dramatic introduction at the first arc of the comic. To me, replacing him with Shazam, is, uh, which was a backup story in the main comic line, is like trying to replace Captain America and the Avengers with Daredevil. See, I agree with you, but I really like Shazam. <laughs> like I like that character, so like they'll do it. And I'll be like, man, they should have kept Aquaman, and then I'll be okay with it. <laughs> Just because I love seeing that they always do it too. It's it's either a full page or or two page spread of him just going Shazam, just lightning comes like <laughs> that's almost worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think yeah, like Aquaman always gets fucked in the end. Yeah, and. I don't know why, but people are like, oh, all he does is talk to fish. Yeah, there's a lot more than that. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a badass. Yeah. So get your shit right. <laughs> get right with Jesus. Yeah. But what's funny too is that what's uh, what I th- when you think about it, it's like, wow, Aquaman gets no love, not even from DC. I know, damn. Yeah, like the one shot that they can take to make him look pretty fucking badass. And we're going to take him out of it. Right. So, there is absolutely no segue <laughs> from that to this. Just just letting you know. Um, are you ready to feel old there, Steve? I always do. Right. The 25th anniversary edition of Mystery Science Theater 3000 Ugh. has been announced for an upcoming DVD release. The official anniversary date is November 23rd of this year, and an epic, and an epic box set is really the only way to celebrate. Of course. The five the five disc set features a few standout movies that the group gave commentary to: Moon Zero Two, The Day the Earth Froze, The <laughs> Leech Woman, and Gorgo. Oh um, man, are all included in the set. There will also be a bonus disc containing two episodes that have been out of print for a while. Um. Mitchell and the Brain. Mitchell? Oh no, Mitchell and the Brain That Wouldn't Die. I remember <laughs> the Brain That Wouldn't Die. That one was a trip. Oh yeah, that's gonna be funny. Um, all of this comes in a typical, yet still classy, tin case. Um, here are some more bonus content that you'll find in the box. So, three-part documentary, Return to Eden Prairie, 25 Years of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And you know I think it's funny? Yeah, it's the 25th anniversary, but it wasn't like we had 25 years of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> right. I think everyone needs to calm down. Like, the show wasn't on for 25 years, because that would have been amazing. I know, right? Um, Ninth Wonder of the World, The Making of Gorgo, um, MST3K edition. Yeah, yeah. the commentary of The Making of. Nice. Um, Last Flight of uh, Joel Robinson, Life After MST3K, Mary Jo Phil. I, don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, yeah. She was the um, after one of the guys left, the guy that sent Joel up there. Uh, she became the one that was chasing him after that. Yeah, whatever. What so, the hell? Oh, excuse me. I recently reboot my phone. And I didn't change it from the default, which is the really weird. Like doom 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 doom. Um. MST hour wraps. Uh, Leonard Malton explains something. That's what that's called. Um, original trailers and four exclusive mini posters by artist Steve Vance. Mystery Science Theater 3000 will always have a special place in my heart. Blah, blah, blah. So if you've never seen the show but love things like riff tracks, uh, then you should definitely check this out. This is original riff tracks, right? Yeah. 
And they watch the shittiest movies. Oh my god, I know, right? Oh, uh, that's gonna be awesome. I gotta pick that up. Uh, Nothing about a Blu-ray either, but really, they don't need it. I mean, no, no, it's, it's an old enough show. Yeah, because all you're gonna see is a cropped picture anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's so it's gonna look all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on into a gaming news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While Rockstar has already announced their GTA Online, there has been some concern whether the online portion of Grand Theft Auto would be offered separately. I think it's safe to say that will be a big fat no. Yet, this no. <laughs> this flies in the face of the marketing strategy that would indicate the online portion is a completely separate separate from the game itself. GTA Online will be released on October 1st, which puts that two weeks after GTA 5's initial release. This uh, Rockstar North president, Leslie Benzies, told CVG in an exclusive inter- interview, was to position the multiplayer offering as a different entity, a separate thing. However, given titles like Metal Gear Online and Uncharted 3's multiplayer, Rockstar doesn't have any intention to offer the online portion separate from the Grand Theft Auto V. We don't have any plans to sell GTA Online separately, Rockstar Rep told Polygon. It will come free with every copy of GTA V, and it doesn't require a code, online pass, or anything like that, they added. However, if you expect to play one of the three main characters in the online game, you will be seriously disappointed. Like in many online versions of games, you'll be playing a fourth character, Switch Wheel, which will become available after two weeks. Rockstar has confirmed that the game will be released in North America and Europe on September 17th on Xbox 360 and the PS3, and the game will hit Japan on October 10th. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's even a need for uh, GTA Online. There's not a need for it, but the online portion of um, Grand Theft Auto 4 was fun as hell. Yeah. It, you you had the complete run of the city, and you just ran around doing just dumb shit to real people, <laughs> which made it which made it amazing. But is there is it a necessity? No, no. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. And like you said, you thought it, you were confused, right? You thought it was going to be available separately. I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be a separate bit because I thought I, I remember reading that. But I guess I was mistaken. Yeah. You know. uh-huh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, but there's no, like, there's no, uh, what do you call it? It's free so uh, so far. So we'll see what happens when that happens, you know, when it's released. Right. <sighs> Moving on to hey. a game that. Recently came out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus! Hey, I'm a leader, not a follower. Unless that plate, unless it's a dark place, then fuck that shit. You're going first. That's true. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind going first. (laughs) Sloppy seconds in your style. Screaming into battle. (laughs) So, patch 5.4 for World of Warcraft is almost here, and it's bringing a lot of interesting updates to the game. Not all patches for WoW are all that interesting, but I assure you this one is. One of the main bits being changed involves the lore and a sizable rift in both the Horde and the Alliance. Garrosh Hellscream. That's a badass name, by the way. I think you know he's going to be an asshole. Right, right. That's not the cook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Garrosh Hellscream, the current leader of not only the Orcs, but the Horde faction altogether, is a bit of a hothead. It's an understatement. Um, if his name didn't already clue you in. It seems this time around he's taking it too far and messing with the, with forces that threaten both sides. As seen in the trailer on TheLazyGeeks.com, um, Terran Zhu, which I'm pronouncing wrong probably, leader of the Pandarians, um, that's that race from the uh, myths that they look like pandas, um, <laughs> try, tries to speak reason to Hellscream, but he's already too far gone. A war is brewing, and that's just what the orc wants. While that would be enough for any patch, there is a lot more going on this go-around. Patch 5.4 will in, will be introducing a lot of new features, such as a new flexible rating system, which is <laughs> heatly being debated <laughs> currently, like right now. Um, <laughs> proving Grounds, a new raid dungeon, the Timeless Isle, a new solo pet battle scenario, and lots more. 
One of the most notable features is the Timeless Isle, an entirely new landmass to explore. The Isle is completely focused on exploration, and it said, and it said has a much more freeform way of questing without giving you a set linear path. You'll complete tasks or just explore at your own pace, um, earning timeless coins along the way. This new currency can then be used to purchase Mugu runes. <laughs> I love video games. <laughs> to purchase Mugu runes of fate, um, pets, mounts, additional um, BOA gear, and, lot, and a lot more. There will be a lot of cosmetic rewards as well, so... For most, for those that like to dress up, this is the right up your alley. It's pretty cool because um, it's funny. So many other games have so many cosmetic things going on. Like Lord of the Rings Online, you can have a full set of just like you can wear a fucking suit, basically. You know, and Warcraft's just now, pretty recently, starting to do stuff like that. And where was I? Oh, there's a lot more going on with the Timeless Isle, and you can see Blizzard's overview. Um, in the link that I posted in the article on thelazygeeks.com. Um, for now, check out the trailer on thelazygeeks.com, see what's going on. That trailer's badass. I had a, I had Steve watch it. Um, he doesn't play World of Warcraft. I was like, you need to watch this trailer. What'd you think of that trailer, fool? Nah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was pretty slick. I liked it. Um, it looks, it looks pretty cool, but you know, it's, it's Blizzard style. You know, it's always, you know, huge and epic and, you know, all of that. Although I, I really did think they needed Michael Dorn's voice. So I think that would have been kind of cool to, yeah, he wants he, to hear Worf. This is how you know he doesn't play World of Warcraft. He wants to change the voice of Hellscream, which is just a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> I don't I can't even. How do you spell Michael Dorn's last name? D-O-R-N? Yes. Michael Dorn. World of Warcraft. I know he's in there somewhere. And I'm going to find out right now. <laughs> oh, he's a Tauren. They're the, cow, they're the cow-looking people. Wow, really? Well, they have really deep voices. <laughs> that must have been the pinnacle of his, uh, of his career. Hey. Making that money. <laughs> making that blizzard money. Making that money, <laughs> uh, but no, no, it actually looks really cool. Um, yeah, I just, you know, well, you know, all around, and, and anybody that's listening to it, he's been trying to get me into playing an MMO for the longest time, and just I, I can't devote that much time to it. I just, I really can't. But you don't even have to devote that much time to it anymore. The game's gone so damn casual. You can play it for fifteen minutes a day. I'm telling you, fifteen minutes a day. A day. You know, I can. I can jerk it three times in 15 minutes a day. I can jerk it while I'm playing WoW. That's why you get a, a mouse like the Naga that has all the buttons on it. <laughs> so you, you're, just not, you're just not pro like me. <laughs> Actually, maybe a good thing. All right, moving on into, <laughs> moving on into comic news. Uh, while we are still in the whole Trinity War event, which is still the big Justice League crossover event, it will lead into the whole Forever Evil miniseries that will result from the end of the Trinity War. Now, in order to promote the upcoming seven-issue miniseries, they had to reveal just what will happen at the end of the crossover event. Forever Evil is what would happen if all the heroes died. Jeff Johns, DC's cre- chief creative officer and author of... Forever Evil told IGN that the crime syndicate was involved in the events of the Trinity War. The crime syndicate will be the ones leading the charge to take the world in Forever Evil, John said. Members of the new crime syndicate come from Earth-3 and will consist of Ultraman, Owlman, Superwoman, Johnny Quick, and Power Ring, plus a new member, Deathstorm. Deathstorm is described by Johns as a scientist who has been merged with the dead body of his lab assistant. It's given him a cold demeanor and a clammy touch. He's essentially a mad Nazi scientist with atomic power at his hand. Now it seems that it will not be all will not be well on Earth as some villains will rise up against the crime syndicate, hence the tagline evil is relative. For them and Ultraman in, in particular, it's not about good and evil. It's about strength and weakness. They're the strongest, the most powerful people on their planet, therefore they have ruled it, John said. Evil is relative, and what what it 
What I mean by that is that our evils are as complex, as deep, as compelling as any of our heroes. Every antagonist in the DC Universe has a unique darkness, desire, and drive. And the reason for being of forever evil is to explore the darkness, John's explained. We literally, we start literally in the first issue when the whole world goes dark, communication and powers are gone. And our, as our Earth is plunged into darkness, the crime syndicate begins their plan for conquest. A couple of surprises include um, – wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, no. A couple of surprises include that Lex Luthor will lead the resistance in the title, and his team will include anti-heroes like Sinestro, Black Adam, Catwoman, and Captain Cold. The team would include Batman, but Johns indicates that it might not be Bruce Wayne inside the costume. Forever Evil 1 hits retailers and and online on September 4th. So, Sounds interesting. Yeah, considering that all the heroes are supposed to be dead. Kind of... Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, it's kind of like, um, where'd they go? Where'd they go? Shazam! Where'd go? Shazam! Shazam! Motherfucker! YOLO, bitch! <laughs> Shazam! Shazam! Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Matt Faction. By the way, badass name, right? Yeah. He sounds like a comic book character. Matt Faction. And the Legion right. of you know. <laughs> and the and the Legion of um, factions. Wow. Yeah. That Sorry. did just happen. I, I apologize. Yeah. Um, writer of both Fantastic Thank you Four. for listening to the Lazy Geeks this week. <laughs> yeah, we are no longer coming back. Um, writer for both Fantastic Four and FF. Um, so Fantastic Four twice, I guess. Right? Uh, there's the Fantastic Four comic, and the FF is um, the foundation on Earth. While the fa- It's the what's happening on Earth while the Fantastic Four is away. It's dealing with their kids and she, oh uh, yeah, 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 She Hulk and all that. It's that weird one. So we'll be leaving. He'll be leaving those two books to focus on the upcoming Inhumanity books. Uh, Fraction, speaking to CBR, said his last Fantastic Four book will be issue twelve in September, while the last issue of FF he'll be working on will be issue eleven. So, quote unquote. The demands of inhumanity on Matt's time increased to the point where something had to give, and that something turned out to be Fantastic Four and FF. Um, Brevort said, I kind of quoted this weird, so I don't know his first name. (laughs) Brevort, he's he's like a DC cat, but I kind of messed up and I didn't put his name, whatever. Um, So so Matt outlined the the balance of the story. He was going to be telling in those books, much as he'd done for Fear Itself, The Fearless, a while back. And we've brought in Carl Kessel on Fantastic Four and Lee Aldrin on FF uh, to execute those plans and to make them their own. Kessel isn't exactly a a newcomer to these characters either, having written books a few times in the past. A four-issue 2002 arc saw Kessel working with Mark Bagley, and he inked for the series back in the Mark Wade and Mark uh, Weiner go. I hate fucking Mike <laughs> Werner go days from 2002 to 2005. Um, so, quote again, Matt will continue to be credited on both titles for the duration of the storyline as he's contributed to each issue in a material way, but the heavy lifting is going to be done by Carl and Lee, respectively, uh, Brevort told CBR. It's always sad to see someone leave a book, but honestly, we're all getting used to it. Both DC and Marvel lately have been switching their talent around on big books, and while it changes the feel of the overall story, if the person they bring in is quality, then it's usually not a problem. We'll have to wait and see how both Fantastic Four and FF turn out with someone else in the driver's seat. Because they'll say, oh, well, um, Faction, he... He set up the groundwork, so it's all good. Yeah, but the new guys can come in and go, fuck this. Everything's different. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, they can always come in and say, oh, this is good, but their interpretation of the work will always be a little different. So that should be interesting, to say the least. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so on to technology news. 
I have to I have to admit that I seldom use Yelp. I never did until my girlfriend started taking me to new places, and I found the need to share my opinion since I value my opinion rather than others who give all their experiences glowing reviews. I was prompted by my recent experience at a local comics bookstore in Studio City. I walked in and had a lousy experience. Um, so, and I had a lousy experience in this comic book store. I decided, okay, maybe it was an off week, and I jumped onto the Yelp to see the reviews, and they were all glowing. So I thought maybe it was a bad day, so I thought I'd give it another try. Well, I hit it up the next week, and it wasn't it wasn't any better. So, and I wanted to check this place out, and I was I really was expecting them to want to gain my business since it was only a block away from my girlfriend's place. So it it all went to hell. So after that, I decided to write a review about my experience on Yelp. Well, once I completed the review on my smartphone, I discovered that in order to publish the review, I had to log in from a PC or laptop to actually publish the review. As I said, I seldom ever use it, but discovered that this was a policy that the companies had since 2009. However, four years later, they have decided to change that policy a bit. Nowadays, people are more mobile savvy and are becoming used to contributing long-form content directly from their devices uh reads their blog announcing the changes further yelp acknowledges that in a post pc world some users may never visit the website from a desktop pc if this is <laughs> this is true given that there are more people who browse the internet via their smartphone or tablet and locking out customers isn't a good business model. However, they aren't allowing you to post anything willy-nilly to ensure the quality of their reviews. If you submit a review that is too short, they will convert it to a tip and you could fix it later. Quote, Yelpers can always go back and add in more detail later to flesh it out into full-fledged reviews, it says. In their latest update for iPhone, um, the iPhone users, you can start using it now. Uh, if you're an Android user, the site claims that you'll have the same functionality coming soon because God knows that Apple users have to be the first ones to get everything. Okay. So. Yeah, it's... Uh... I just thought that was weird. Like, <laughs> like I can't do stuff on the fly. Like, it's 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 a site dedicated to reviewing things that are outside of your home. Right. Like, that's like saying I have Foursquare, but I can only check into shit when I get home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. And yeah, it it strikes me as like, why why would you do that? So I think that's just lazy coding. Let's keep let's keep it real. Yeah, we're we're keeping it real here. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty that was pretty lame. So something that some of you might feel is lame, but I don't. Windows 8.1 uh update. Lame. So <laughs> Windows 8.1 has been receiving quite a bit of hype, even more so when you take into consideration that it's an update to an operating system. Microsoft has finally That's <laughs> Microsoft has finally announced a hard release date for the for the update as October seventeenth of this year. This free update will be available in the Microsoft store on the seventeenth, while retail copies of the update updated OS can be seen on store shelves as early as October eighteenth, as well as devices with Windows eight point one pre installed hitting shelves on the same date. A few things that you should expect in the latest update is the return of the start button, although not in the traditional sense. Start button on the desktop will open up the start screen instead of the classic menu, uh, which I think is so stupid because right now, if you want to open up the start screen, you just put your um, you put your mouse in that same corner. So instead of clicking on a, like an orb or whatever, you just put it in the corner and you see the little thing come up and you click the same thing. But people are so set in their ways that there has to be a button there. Yeah. I just think I just think it's so funny. It's, um, it is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. You'll also get an option to boot directly into desktop mode. That's pretty cool. Um, completely passing up the new Windows 8 start screen. If you do decide to spend some time in the start screen, however, Microsoft will be adding the ability to set custom wallpaper backgrounds to it, making the transition from it to the desktop a bit more streamlined. The search function is set to be more powerful as well as a slew as a slew of multitasking improvements. 
um, coming down the pike too. It's nice to see Microsoft moving the new OS forward and hopefully addressing some major reservations some were having with Windows 8. While I feel most complaints with the operating system have been centered around the inability of most to accept change, be it bad or good, it it's nice to see Microsoft playing to that nostalgia um, in an attempt to make their customers happy. So here's the thing, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna let everybody know. Okay, Windows 8 is a completely legit operating system. Very stable, very quick, everything. I've been using it since it, I've been using it since before it came out. I had the um, preview. The preview is kind of fucked up, but the the official release is nice. I did miss the start menu. Now I wasn't, you know, flinging feces and banging my chest about it, but I did, you know, I was like, yeah, I kind of dig. I kind of dig having a little start menu. You have everything that I want right there. It's kind of clean. There's a, a third party program called Start. Start 8 or Classic Start Menu. It's one of those. And it adds a start menu to Windows 8. And it, 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 also, has, it also turns off the, the hot corner for the uh, start screen. You can still get to the start screen. You just hit the Windows key. Um, and then, you know, you can skin it. You can make it look like any version of Windows you want. And um, it, it turns on and boot. I don't even notice it. It just comes up, and then it boots me right into the desktop. That's it. So I get all the benefits of Windows 8 without the start screen. Because I don't have anything. I don't have anything against the start screen. I just don't use it. Right. You know, because I. I mean, a start menu is just. I do feel the start menu is a little bit, a little bit easier to use and stuff like that. But okay. see, I, I just don't. I just don't like full screen launchers. I just think full screen launchers are kind of weird. But the 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 way people complain about things is is very interesting to me. Because there are people that come in, into my shop and they fucking flip out. Like they want to just let me know. And I remember someone came in and says, I don't even want to shop here because you guys sell Windows 8 products. I'm like, are you serious right now? Wow. It, it, it's not funding the Nazi regime. Like <laughs> calm down. You know, if you don't want a fucking Windows 8 product, then go buy an Apple product or go buy a Chromebook or shut the fuck up. You know, it's just so – it's so stupid how – it's amazing – how dumb people are. You know, if you don't like something, fine. If you want Windows 7, fine. Go online and buy it. You know, do knock yourself out. But Microsoft doesn't sell it in the stores anymore because, honestly, how how many operating systems do you feel they need to maintain at once? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like nobody nobody complains when Apple throws out their new OS, which gets rid of certain things that they like, or the same thing with um with uh what do you call it? Adobe's Adobe shit when they get rid of you know Sound Booth or something else and you know nobody complains about that but fucking Microsoft takes out the Start menu and that throws people into fucking what the fuck really yeah really you know first of all the Start menu I didn't even realize it was that important to people yeah until Windows 8 came out. Like, people were flipping out. I have to learn a new way of doing things. They're like, yeah, you have yeah. to click on a big screen that has a bunch of links on it. God forbid. You know, like, how difficult is that for you? Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's pretty funny, though. Uh, All right. Well... As we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. Yes. Uh, this week's douchebag <laughs> isn't necessarily like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's you know completely lame. It's just to, to, to both of us, it was it was silly. Having been Xbox owners ourselves, we thought this particular one was just simply funny. And needed to be shared amongst all of you because we care about you that much. We do. We do. For those of you that have owned any version of the Xbox, (laughs) you'll be well aware of their problems with overheating. Remember the overheating power cords of the original Xbox console? Well, if Microsoft has shown us us that they haven't learned a thing, this could be the first sign that they actually do care to make things easier for the user. According to Gizmodo, Xbox general manager of console development. Do they have so many managers of specific things? It's kind of ridiculous. I know. It's yeah. it's but, like 
<laughs> this whole story is funny to me because, but you know what? Um, it might still overheat, but we'll tell you that it's happening. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It, it won't be as a big of surprise to you as it will be with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leo Del Castillo told the site yeah, that their new Xbox One can somehow detect the temperature of the console is rising and it can reduce power usage to avoid overheating. Not only do they not say what effect it will have on you when using it, but it is probably one step away from being sentient. Uh, the way we've designed the Xbox, we don't actually intend it to ever, to ever have to go to maximum speed under normal environmental conditions, but there is overheat, there is overhead. Uh, with the architecture of the Xbox One, we can dial back the power of the box considerably, he continues. We had a little less flexibility with the 360, so basically, if we could dissipate the heat, um, there wasn't a whole lot of leverage we could pull to keep the um, to keep that the overheat from being generated. So we had to limit. We had a limited amount of time before it shuts down. Uh, Xbox One can actually dial it back to a lower power state. So low, in fact, can uh, it can be in a mode that uses virtually no airflow. In regards to how the power depletion will affect the user, Castillo, um, Del Castillo said, uh, we, try to, <laughs> we try to be as transparent to the user as possible. We'll allow the fan to go on all the way up to, ma- to maximum speed. They might notice an extra noise, but that'll help to self-correct the condition. If that's not enough, we have a mechanism the interface to um, to deal with that, Castillo added. Basically, the fan will kick on. If that doesn't work, it'll probably tell you you need to chill out on your marathon gameplay. And so, <laughs> you need to still remember that this thing is a computer so and will run so. However, when Microsoft says that it has ways of cooling it down, it usually means that it's going to shut down on you. And that's not fun for anyone. Um yeah, I like how they said, "Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna warn you," and then it has an interface that the the user will have to work to deal with. Basically, means we're about to shut down on you. So yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Well, I like how they're acting like um, this is some brand new technology. My my computer now, the processor has, and it's an older processor has a failsafe where if it gets too hot, it turns off, so it doesn't melt. Every my graphics card does the same thing. It's not a new thing, right? To have, and I mean it's great. I mean I'm I'm happy they added it. It should have been there from the beginning, you know. But honestly, the whole overheating thing with the Xbox, it wasn't really a traditional overheating. It was it was a, um, a defect in how the graphics the graphics card connected with the rest of the board. And what would happen is it would get hot, and then that connector would warp, and then you couldn't – it wouldn't connect anymore. Right. You know, and it, it's – so basically you just fucked up when you made it. Yeah. So the best way to alleviate that problem in the in the next generation is to not fuck up when you make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't even know why I have to say that. What's funny? To, what's funny to me is that it seems like Xbox is trying to make it sound of like – like they're doing us a favor, you know, like, um, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we heard about, you know, the these issues. So we're doing something special for you guys so you don't have to, you know, that, that we're on top of it. No, you're just now creating a situation where we'll try to cool off and it doesn't. It'll probably tell you it's going to shut down, so save it. Yeah. And it's it, just whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? The, the fact of the matter is, is that even Microsoft has to even have a have to focus on this failsafe. I bet you Sony has, Sony has the same damn thing. They're both using AMD chips. Yeah. AMD chips have that failsafe safe in them. I'm pretty sure that the PlayStation 4 has it too. The only difference is they don't. Sony doesn't have to um, use it as a selling point. <laughs> you know, like it to me it's just it's just stupid it's making them look worse than it's making them look good yeah 
Only the true diehard Xbox fan is going to be like, yeah, Microsoft is trying to help out their consumers. And, and I'm like, so is everybody else. They just don't have to tell you about it. Right, exactly. Because they didn't fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I know. The story's just like, when I remember, like, look, looking for, you know, something in regards to, you know, gaming and tech. And I'm looking at it and I see Xbox One can detect when it overheats. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, very few times is life this good. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including In the Ink Podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile Podcast. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on a Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, one word. You can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas. You can follow Adam Scratchy Adam over there at oh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> TLG Adam Riley, and uh, he'll be able to do a uh, a scratchy beard MP3 for you. Hey man, uh, when your beard itches, it itches, all right. <laughs> Shit, judging me, you know. <laughs> the Lazy Geeks team is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Oh,